On this episode of the Surviving Outside Sales Podcast, I sit down with Peter Limberg, the CEO of Mobilo Card, the digital business card will be the last business card you ever have to own. We're going to talk about his journey through entrepreneurship and also what he is doing today to help revolutionize the business card industry. This is going to be a unique episode. Please stick around after I interview Peter, because I will have a product review for you. I got myself a Mobilo card and I have been using it for the last couple of weeks and I'm going to share my thoughts. So stick around afterwards for that. As always, please subscribe, download, like, share, comment, reach out to the show. I really do appreciate everybody who has been listening and reaching out to me with feedback and with thoughts on the show. Really do appreciate it. I can't say that enough. I really do appreciate it. And I hope you're really going to enjoy this uh, interview with Peter. So without further ado, let's go intro. The Surviving Outside Sales Podcast, hosted by Mike O'Kelly, presented by Rhythm AI. The goal is to get in, dominate, then get out. Surviving Outside Sales, along with the show. Welcome to the Surviving Outside Sales Podcast. With me today is the CEO of Mobilo Card, Peter Limberg. Mobilo Card is the last business card you will ever need, and it is a very cool product that I wanted to bring to my audience. Peter, how are you doing today? Hey, Mike. Uh, thanks so much for, uh, for getting me on the show. I'm ex- very excited to, to have a chat today with you. Absolutely. Well, thank you for joining. This is a, as we spoke beforehand, this is a product that is absolutely geared towards our audience and something that I have personally been looking for for several weeks now. So I'm really excited to hear more about it, but take the audience back. You've been in sales, you've been in sales leadership, you're now CEO of a thriving company. Where did it all start? Your entrepreneurial background, give a little bit of background to the audience as far as who you are and how we got to this point. Yeah, sure. Well, the first company I started was really long, long time ago. I was just 18 years old. And as I'm from the Netherlands, I jumped on my bike to go to the Chamber of Commerce and register the name for it. Super exciting. At least for me, it felt like, all right, now I'm finally get a chance to do whatever I want, what I think is best. And I no longer have to do what other people want. Even then at 18 years old, I thought my part-time job was just something that was cool, but really being a, a little bit stubborn, I thought there's a couple of things that I can do better. So Went to register my company and started selling computers made to order. I was I was excited about putting parts together and build a computer that that would really run the fastest games and does a, a lot of video uh, editing and photo editing as that was just coming up by then. This was late nineties, and so that's how it started. And it also ended fairly quickly, also because after I think three months, I had sold for more than thirty thousand uh, dollars of computers which made my dad very proud and my mom very angry because there was not a lot of studying going on, as you can imagine. So I had to wind that down fairly quickly after skipping school for a day when there was a, a truck with a pallet of, 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 of computer parts showing up to, to our residential home, which was also the neighbors peeked outside the windows and thought, wait, what's going on over there? So that was good fun. And after some uh, some internet hustles, some uh, some eBay stuff, I really was pushed by my dad to, to say, he said, you know, it's fun, all the, 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 the garage sales and stuff, but you really have to think about what, what's going on for, for the long term. 
So at that time, retail sales was still kind of sexy and, uh, and selling over the internet was becoming more and more of a thing. But I, re- I always thought, wait, you have to combine a retail store with an online presence because at, certainly at that time, the trust, trust wasn't really there in internet stores. And as it was heavily regulated in Europe, you would have to really obey by all kinds of rules already then already. I thought shopping has to be a combination of, 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 of bricks and clicks of a physical presence and an online presence. And the online presence will serve as your marketing tool and then the, the sales will happen inside of the store. And uh, that was uh, 20 years ago, a big, a big thing. And it helped me launch a store in digital photography. Digital cameras were going from analog to digital. So there were two switches uh, going from analog to digital. The cameras were going from film to digital. And then the stores were going from on- offline shopping to online shopping. After about 10 years, I realized that I really didn't want, want to sell anybody else's products. And I wanted more influence on the products that I, that I was selling. So I, ha- I thought I have to learn how to do that. So... How do I, how do you switch a career? How do you go do something else? And for me, the, the first thing that came to mind was I got to go find the best and then work for them for a year or two and then take all that knowledge and then put my own sauce over it and then start my own company. So I joined after I, I sold the company to my floor manager, basically. I joined a 3D printing startup called Shapeways, where I started as a supply chain manager. I was good at negotiating deals. So I thought, just give me any job. I'd like to learn about how venture capital works. I'd like to learn about how an international startup works. I'd like to learn about how making your own product works, hiring software developers works. And just give me any job to do. And I'd like to just peek into the kitchen and and, and learn a bit more. So I stayed longer than anticipated. I stayed around because I was asked to do cool things more and more. And so I grew internally from being a supply chain manager to at the end of six years, become revenue responsible and join the management team in New York. And that's how I also ended up in New York. Yeah. And after that, I had a a year of, took a little bit of uh, downtime uh, to get married and go do some other stuff. And then also find my the next thing that I really wanted to do, and that takes time, you know. That 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 takes a lot of uh, to start and to fail. And so I started a couple of things and ended them fairly quickly, also. And you learn by by doing what works and what doesn't work. You learn about what business models you like or you get excited about, and and really it's about the right fit for the person as well. So then uh, all of a sudden I came back after doing some consulting from a trade show with uh, about 90 paper business cards. And I hated business cards before I went to the trade show, but I hated them even more (laughs) when I came back because then I had to put them all on my computer, learned fairly quickly that really there weren't any good apps. There were certainly a lot of, certainly a lot of apps out there, but really none of them were any, any good in terms of being connected to my sales tools, my email tools, my marketing tools, really nothing that, that worked really, really well. So I thought, why are we still walking around with paper business cards? And why didn't somebody figure this out? So I'm a little, as you know, uh, I just told, I'm okay with putting together computers. I'm also interested in how RFID works. And a couple months before that, I had a, a failed project, but I learned a lot about RFID. And all of a sudden I thought, wait, I have to take the learnings from the field project about how RFID works and then create a business card that has a chip that you can tap on your phone and then magically your contact details will show up on screen. If I can make that work and I show it to some friends and see what they think, I might have something. And fast forward to today, our cards have been used almost 700,000 times in 183 countries. 
and uh, we've onboarded more than 5,000 uh, companies. So uh, apparently we found something that... Yeah, absolutely. And if you're looking on YouTube right now, Peter, I'll show you this uh, ridiculous stack of business cards that I have. And these are all prospects. Now, imagine how much time and how much data entry this is going to take me. I'm dreading this right now. These are business cards that I've recently collected. And <laughs> I reached out to some, but it is a pain. And so this is 2021. And so it's amazing, you know, you started a mobile card a couple of years ago, but this, this solution is absolutely the wave that should be in sales. Paper cards, I know why people do them, they're cheap. Yeah, but think about how many times, the minute you get a business card, you're going to lose it. Simple as that. And so I absolutely love the idea and I cannot wait to get my card, but taking um, a step back from some of the things that you said, and I wanted to pick up on it and really reiterate it. Just because you have one idea does not mean that that idea is going to take off. And a lot of the lessons that you learn from failure are going to drive you for your next idea, your next idea, and your next idea. And I think a lot of times, especially the way the media portrays it, I want to get your opinion that everybody's Mark Zuckerberg, where, oh, it was the first really big idea that he had. He had a couple things before Facebook, but it was that's what's celebrated are the unicorns where somebody has the one idea, I don't remember her name, but the the founder of Spanx, where she was selling devices and came up with this idea now as a billionaire. That is what is portrayed as entrepreneurship. But really what you've gone through and what I've gone through and I've shared and some of the other guests, that's really what entrepreneurship is. It's trial and error. It's failing. Taking a little bit that you learned along the journey to where you're now at Card, where you're putting, you're stacking all of those lessons together and that's going to drive your success. Is that fair? No, that's totally fair. And I have made so many mistakes and I've had so many failures that all of my family and friends, whenever I showed them uh, Mobilo and, and the first version of the card, they were almost like, okay, here's Peter again. <laughs> what, what does he have this time, right? Uh, is there another app? Is there another thing that will solve nothing? So they were already used to, to giving me that straightforward feedback. And my wife was always, yeah, let's go. But everybody else was, she still had the energy. I can't believe why, but that's what it takes. It takes many, many failures. And yeah, you're going to learn from those failures and they're going to hurt and it's going to be painful. It's going to cost you all your savings. And that's fine because every single time you got to go have to, you're going to have to jump in and like, it's your first idea, like it's your best idea because it's going to get better every single time. And you're going to learn every single time. And one of these things is going to work. So as long as you think that one out of 100 will work, then you got to just have to learn how to get through those 100 quickly. Yeah, you've got to dust yourself off and just try again and just keep going after it. And I've mentioned that before. I mean, I've done in college, I did a multi-level marketing. I don't know if they had those when you were growing up in your country, but in the United States, there were a lot of these, you sell these little cards that have discounts for landlines, like calling cards, dish network. And I thought I was going to be a millionaire. I remember my friend sold me the package and the more money I sold, he made money. But then if I brought people underneath me, then I made more money if they sold. I mean, it was a complete pyramid scheme. It was. Yeah, fortune. I was just going to say, it sounds yes. like a pyramid scheme. It was a pyramid scheme, but I thought it was fortune, high-tech marketing. And I remember I got all of my relatives and my friends and family to do the long distance phone calling. And they, they told me it was the worst service they've ever had. And this was around 2000 or 2001. And then I tried another one and then there was something else. And then there was something else. So I'm right with her there, Peter, even my wife, who I met five years ago, we've been married for uh, three and a half. 
even she's kind of like, hey, I said, Hey, I got this, I got this idea. I got this new idea. And she kind of, even now, maybe like your wife kind of looking at me like, okay, well, what about the idea you had two weeks ago? Or what about the idea you had seven weeks ago? I said, no, 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 this builds on it. Don't worry about it. And so I've talked about the support of my wife and, and I don't know if you want to share how supportive your family has been, but without her support, I could never do what I'm doing. I could never do the trial and error with the sales technology company, the consulting business, the podcast, soon to be sales training. I'd never have the freedom to do that if my wife wasn't on board. Is that kind of how you feel in, in your family dynamic? Oh, of course it has to be. But also at some point, you got to be you got to have to work towards some some sort of success and you're going to have to learn from each experience because if you don't learn from it, you're just going to go spin your wheels. So here's the one lesson that sounds too simple to be true, but that is the magic sentence. And this is it. You find a problem, you fix it. But that's only part of it. The second part is you find a problem, you fix it, and then you test and see if people are willing to pay for the solution. Because if you, there's so many problems that you can fix, nobody's willing to pay for. And the next, you know, you know how tough it is to get somebody to download an app. I think every, every, the average app that somebody installs right now is about one a year. So just so you know how tough it is to get somebody to, to download an app. So if your next idea is an app, is an app forget about it. You got to fix something, a real problem. I was speaking to an ex-Googler the other day, and really their website was fixed problem. And within the first year, you had $2 million of revenue. Now, this is going to be some sort of movie again on Netflix, I'm sure, because it's an ex-Googler and mm -hmm. uh, they did a really a ridiculous amount of revenue within nine months. But they found a real problem. Their website looked like shit, but they solved it. So it doesn't even have to look good for mm -hmm. you to give a, a hint of this is going to work. And then those successes, including Mark Zuckerberg's, are not built overnight. There's versions, there's iterations, there's ups and downs, and it's never one straight line up and to the right. It's always, okay, I've learned something. Now I've gotten feedback. Okay, let's, let's see if we could fix that. Then what would happen? So really find a problem that you fall in love with fixing. Like I did with the, the business cards, I, I thought they were shit. So I was going to fix it. That's it. And then I asked people, would you pay for it? And they said, totally. If, you're, if, you're, if you can help me get rid of this stack that you just showed, everybody has a drawer full like that. Now, can you imagine if they were in your computer and you would have hit them with an email every three weeks already in the past year? What would, have gained, what, what would you have gained with that? And how much is that worth to you? So that was basically the, the first thesis of Mobilo. Yeah. And one of the things it does, it also takes friction away. One thing I want to mention is there's also a big timing aspect. You know, RFID is very popular right now because it's simplifying life in so many places. It's so easy to do. Whereas if you had had this idea maybe five, six years ago where RFID, I think has been around for a while, it just wasn't as readily available. So timing is a big aspect. And so where do you think the, your company is right now? Where do you think it's headed? Talk about the future vision of your company. Yeah, no, timing is everything. It's really, really important. And so when I started, it was October, two years ago, October, 2019, nobody had ever heard of COVID. And we were all just going to trade shows happily and uh, traveling like it's 2019. So then we started the company. I found a co-founder in February, COVID hit. 
boom, we thought we were dead. Like, no, seriously, like you've, I've just thought, okay, I'm, I've moved everything out of the way. I told my wife who was seven months pregnant. I said, this is going to be the, my gig for the next couple of years to come. And maybe even 10 years if it's going well. So, and then, and then COVID hit. So you can imagine the conversations that, that happened then. What's going to happen? Well, how, how's the world going to be? Are we ever going to shake hands again? What, will we ever lose our face masks again? Will we be able to travel again? So our business cards even needed. And then we saw the numbers go up in terms of usage. So we saw that people were starting, starting to use our cards even more. And we figured out, okay, why is this? So speak to your customers, talk to them. And then you find out, wait, they're using them over a video call because the back of the card has a QR code. So the combination of the QR code and RFID becoming more accessible is definitely important. But also you have to sometimes pivot and, and really think on your feet and, uh, and, and adjust the strategy minor, you know, and not be too proud to say, okay, I, I'm learning from this and we're just not pivoting, but maybe tweaking it is a better word of it for it. And all of a sudden we thought, okay, maybe we make this easier, not even for people. So the whole online experience became really important to us. And it took six months for us to get our customers to use our cards 10,000 times. And I think now it takes like a day and a half for, for us to see 10,000 uses out of our cards. So within two years, we really figured out what is the sweet spot for people to use your product. Because... You, they can buy it once. That's great. You get your money, but really, the the, um, the reward is in, in in really fixing that problem long term and having people that are raving about your product because you're really fixing something that is valuable to them. So, I think right now we're very happy that our cards are being used. The future, for me, looks very much in the same lines. And and if you think about your product, you'll always think about several versions. The first version doesn't have to save the world, but your final version should. And then you can take this, break it down into steps and go step by step in between. So in my vision, we sit between LinkedIn and your CRM. That could be Salesforce, Pipedrive, HubSpot, or any of the, uh, the other big CRMs out there. And the reason is this, uh, Mike, if I meet you in, in, in either on a video call or in real life, or maybe we just have an email exchange, all of those contact moments should lead to us becoming professional contacts. We don't have to be best buddies, but we should be professional contacts. We should be keeping in touch because at some point we made an effort to find each other. So let's let's nourish that and let's use technology to make that simpler, easier, better, and more pleasant and, and save us time. So our strategy is to become the social connectivity that LinkedIn has, but then with the sales productivity in mind that CRM has. So we, we will call ourselves a social CRM where we make contact exchange super simple, but also to follow up and keep staying in touch. Surviving Outside Sales podcast is brought to you by Rhythm AI. If you are in outside sales, check out rhythmai.com. That's R-I-T-H-M-A-I.com. The sales enablement tool that will help outside sales teams build their best sales days every day. Rhythm, prospecting, targeting, and routing simplified. Everything an outside sales team needs, nothing it doesn't. Try for $1 for the first month today. That's rhythmai.com. Now back to the show. One of the things I really like about this card is you kind of mentioned it from the representative or the, the, actual, the actual person that has the card. 
But think about this, and I'm speaking to the audience. Imagine you go to a trade show or a conference, and again, you've got this stack of business cards, and everybody else is handing out paper. A, you are going to look like you are light years ahead because everything you are doing when you meet somebody is a representation of who you are as a brand, the brand you represent, and how it's going to be to communicate with you. And if you're if you're meeting with a prospect or a client and they just think, oh God, like I hate meeting with so-and-so, they're never going to buy from you. You could have the best product in the world. If it is painful for them or it has a lot of friction, they're not going to buy from you. They're going to buy from a comp- uh, competitor. And there are is competition everywhere. So the first thing is you're going to stand out from your competition. But secondly, and this is one thing, uh, Peter, that I try to stress to the audience. And when, when I think about sales is I flip it around. Okay. What if somebody came up and had this card and they popped it on my phone? That just saved me the headache of having to enter the information. And you briefly touched on that. That is frictionless. And so, yes, like you said, if I call my prospect and all of a sudden my name pops up and all my information pops up, they're going to answer the phone. I do not answer any phone call because I get 10 to 15 a day, people trying to sell me something. I do not answer any phone call on my cell phone, which is my only phone of communication that is not in my contacts. And anytime I have a networking business relationship, I've got almost a thousand contacts in my phone. If it doesn't pop up with your name, I don't answer it. And so you've already lost that first moment where if I'm looking at my phone and I have a free second and I don't know who it is, the next time you call, I might not have that free second. So I've just missed an opportunity in my prospect's mind. Do you want to go further into, into that line of thought? Yeah, no, that's definitely. So you've just elevated from a nobody to a trusted contact. Mm-hmm. And that, that's the whole thing. So now you start calling people and, and reconnecting. And, and instead of a number, your name pops up. So you're there. You're in their mind and you're, you're reminded they will either answer, call you back, send a text message, call me later. But it, it's going to do miracles for your follow-ups and for your, for your staying in touch. So it is, it is that from a nobody to a trusted contact. And, and that's, what you, that's what you get as a bonus for being in that phone number. Also, your whole profile is going to be in there. So talking about phone SEO. So if you're a plumber and you need somebody to call a plumber and you want them to call you before they type in in their search bar plumber, your name is going to pop up. Even Just because you're in their phone, above all everything else. So there's so many benefits to, to being a trusted point of contact for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And run through the different options you have so there's, there's, if you go to mobilocard.com, you can check out the product, run through the different options. If somebody goes there today and they want to purchase one. Yeah. So you just mentioned that business card might be paper, might be cheap. Well, they aren't, right? The business cards are expensive. And certainly because 88%, you just immediately throw away within uh, a couple of days after getting them. So we offer an option starting at seven bucks. And for $7, you can get a card. Uh, for 250 extra, you can get uh, a button for on the back of your phone. So if you don't like cards and you just want a, a smart button on the back of your phone, you can tap. That works too. I like personally like the key fob. So I have one on my keychain. I don't carry a card. that I just tap it against the back of a phone and poof, my details show up. So for less than 10 bucks, less than two cups of coffee, you're set. 
these cards and these uh, accessories will will carry a two-year warranty also. So you're done. So cheap, possible. You want to turn your card into an icon, a branding, a token of your product that represents you and your company, and you want to make it something something super flashy and, and something to be remembered by, you can get the custom card, the classic card, which is uh, uh, made out of plastic. You can fully customize it back and front. So we'll put your logo, your design will work. We have uh, designers on staff that will basically any description, mock-up, sketch, you can send us over. They will turn it into a real design and you can uh, digitally proof it before we print it. The second option would be to get uh, a card made out of wood. We will laser engrave your design in the wood so it'll look good. It'll show a sustainable and, and responsibly sourced uh, material. We even plant a tree. So every single wood card you get, we plant one tree. And one tree is enough wood for 10,000 cards. So we're essentially giving back to nature and not a little bit, but 10,000 more than we take, 10,000 times more than we take. And then there's the metal card for really, if you're in the sort of business that represents luxury and you want to show a card that is just as thick and heavy as an American Express uh, Platinum card. You can get a silver, a black, or a gold card. Again, laser engraved with your design on the front and on the back. And then you can add some tag on some add-ons. So you want to sync contacts that you create immediately with your CRM? Possible. You want to get your data enriched and, and get a full profile picture of the person you're meeting? possible. You want to get that connected to any of the 3,000 apps that, that run through Zapier. You can get email automation in place. You can get step-by-step -step automation in place. First an email, then a, a follow-up, then a, a task reminder in your CRM. It's super easy and, and that's all possible on top of that. And then we have an admin panel for the people that run teams that want to see insights into how their team is using their cards, how they create, how often they use their card, where they create the card, use their card, and where they create their contacts. And that will be great because a quarter after you've started using Mobilo, you can see the results. You can see the ROI. You can immediately calculate, okay, what deals did we gain through in life, in, in real life events or online events? It's all in the system. And that's data that you've never had before with your paper business card. So it's going to help there as well. Yeah. If you create one extra sale, you've already paid for the product. And that really is, if, if you're a number cruncher and you're talking about ROI, if you're a salesperson listening, sales management, one sale, no matter what you're selling. And, and Peter, I used to sell radiation machines that were half a million dollars. This would have been a no brainer. It really does help you stand out. So think about all the trade shows. Think about all the time you go to networking events. Um, if you're listening right now, you're nodding your head, you're driving in your car and you're thinking to yourself, you have all those business cards that you are trying to stack. Like I said, if you're watching on the YouTube channel, I've got stack super thick of just recent ones. And I used to have bags. I kept every business card. So you said 88% earlier that are thrown out. I'm actually a business card hoarder because I always feel like I just need to have that information. I love to store information. But there has not been a very good app for me to upload these very easily. So I just do the old school thing, which is I just keep them in a little zippered bag, which is then time consuming when I need them. So I absolutely love the idea. And if you are listening to this right now and you want to step up your game and you want to elevate yourself above your competition, you have to get a card like this. I recommend you go to the website. Peter, are there other ways that the audience can connect with you or connect with your brand besides the website? Well, of course, on the website, there's a, a chat that we that we man reasonably well during Eastern time and Pacific time, and then also even Europe. But, you know, I'm, I'm 
every single day I'm getting emails of people that love our our products. We have uh, uh, 98% of, of all the reviews on Trustpilot are five-star. We have one person that, that gave us a four-star review. I still have to call that person. And uh, <laughs> you you should send shoot me an email if you have any questions. It's it's Peter, P-I-E-T-E-R. So P-I-E-T-E-R at mobilocard.com. If you have any questions or if you'd like to get in touch, you want a demo, you just want to give a shout out, whatever you want to talk about, I'm here and happy to answer any questions. Awesome. If you're starting in sales, this is going to make you look like a seasoned sales professional. If you are in sales, this is going to help you elevate yourself above your competition. And if you're looking to expand and go into building a personal brand, nothing builds a personal brand better than a little touch like a business card like this that has all your information on it. It makes you look tech savvy, forward thinking. Peter, thank you so much for joining today. I'll have all your information in the show notes so that people can go to uh, mobilo.com and order their card. I know I'll be doing that right after we're done. So is there anything you want to leave the audience with uh, before we sign off? No, no, it's been my pleasure. And if there's you know anything that I can do, if you're listening and you think, okay, I'm in this position and I see you've been ahead of sales and ahead of marketing and here and there, and how do I start my own business or like literally anything you want to ask. I'm happy. Whatever I have learned throughout the years, I've not gotten here without any help myself. Right. So I'm still thankful for the people that have always jumped in and helped me. So whenever there's anything you think I can do for you, just let me know. I'm, I'm, I'm here to help for sure. Awesome. And a reminder that is mobilocard.com, M-O-B-I-L-O-C-A-R-D.com. That's M-O-B-I-L-O-C-A-R-D.com. Go there and get a card, even if your company doesn't pay for it. As I've mentioned before, I believe you should reinvest at least 3% of what you expect to make in a year in education, in products, things that are going to make your sales process better, easier, faster, frictionless. And this definitely is one of them. So Peter, thank you so much. I I greatly appreciate it. I hope you have a great day and um, thanks for listening. This has been Surviving Outside Sales. We will see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Surviving Outside Sales podcast. As I mentioned in the intro, this is the first time we've ever done this, but I just wanted to give and share my thoughts on the Mobilo card because I've had it a few weeks after having Peter on the interview, and I wanted to share with you what I think is a fantastic product. And I highly recommend you go to Mobilocard to get one. Now, full disclosure, I'm not getting paid for anything. So I just really want, I think it's a really cool product. And I really think that this is going to elevate your uh, business. And I think this is something you should have in your wallet. So um, I went out and got the $7 version of Mobilo card. If you're looking on on YouTube and you're seeing the video, this is the generic, uh, but on the back is a specified QR code that um, is my specific information. So I'll hold it up to the camera. You can see there, if you pull it, pull up your phone, you can get my contact information. You can reach out to me, reach out to the show, but this is the generic version. And if you want to just start out with this and see if you really like it, you just hold it, you keep this in your wallet. And anytime that you meet somebody new, you can either do the phone tap, which I'll show you right now, the phone needs to be open and you can do a phone tap. And as you can see, it starts to pop up and I just click to get the information. So it's going to redirect, I hit download. Now I have an Android phone. So with iPhones, it's going to be a little bit different 
But there you go. Just a couple clicks and all my information is now on my prospect's phone if I tap it on theirs. So you don't necessarily have to do that. You can also use the phone. You can also use the, um, the QR code. So all you have to do is open up your camera, put the card in the reader, and then a little message is going to pop up. It says, go to link.mobilocard. I've got to do it again. Let me open it up. I apologize. I'm doing this on the fly. Okay. So there it is again. You click on the link and it sends you to the Mobilo card link. And I continue. So Android has got a little, has a couple steps in between that doesn't make it as seamless as it does on the iPhone. I did test this on a few iPhones and it worked a lot better. So um, iPhones tend to have some, some better, uh, some better looking graphics than the Android. Uh, Android is a little bit more industrial, but um, I digress. So I, I really think this is super simple. I think it's super easy to use. And I, and I keep this in my wallet. I've also got the key fob and which key fob is great for doing the exact same results. But if you don't have this on your person at the time, I don't carry my wallet into everywhere that I go, like the gym. So I've got my keys with me. So if I ever have to run into somebody, if I ever had to exchange, you never know where you're going to meet a prospect or somebody you're going to want to exchange information. And nothing looks cooler when you've got like a key fob and it just pops the information in, or you've got this card. So I highly recommend that you go to mobilocard.com. That's M-O-B-I-L-O card.com. And um, you can go for this version or they have some really cool customized options for you. And as Peter said in the episode, you know, a lot of people think that business cards are cheap. I even mistakenly said it, but then when somebody kind of reiterates, well, yeah, but think about how many business cards you get out and then how many business cards you order and you reorder and you reorder, it's several hundred dollars. Uh, think about all the you know, I'm not a super environmentalist, but I also don't want to be wasteful. And so if you've got all those paper business cards out there, well, their papers come from trees. So trees are getting cut down and this stops with that. It stops with the waste and it's going to be the wave of the future. Digital business cards are the wave of the future. And so I really recommend that you go to Mobilo Card and um, you elevate your game from your competition. Um, thank you so much. If you have any questions, again, you can reach out to Peter. Peter had his email address, P-I-E-T-E-R at MobiloCard.com. Um, if you have any questions to me, Mike at SurvivingOutsideSales.com, you can reach out to me as well. But thank you so much for listening and thank you for the response that, that I've been getting Um and feedback that I've been getting from these episodes. We're going to be taking a little bit of a hiatus through the rest of the year. I got a lot going on as I'm sure everybody else is. I have one episode in editing that I'm going to be adding uh, by the end of the year, but I think I'm going to take a little bit of a break. I know my, my guests are trying to get through Q4. There's a lot of salespeople trying to get through Q4 and maximize their sales. So I have a bevy of, uh, uh, a bevy of interviews that I'm going to have in January and February once Q4 is over. So if you're in sales right now and you're listening, good luck with the rest of the Q4. Um, knock out the rest of those sales like I know you will. And um, we'll, we'll catch you next time. So thank you. <laughs>